Welcome to the Playmaker Podcast, a podcast for people who want to sell different. Playmakers wage war against traditional sales and win. Remember, success is just one play away. Welcome, everybody, to the Playmaker Podcast. Another great episode. We're going to be talking about storytelling. Uh, and to do that, we've brought on something that I'm extremely, I'm like getting more passionate by the day. Um, I don't know. I got the book. I, I'm, I'm like trying to connect with them on LinkedIn. I'm following their stuff. I'm clicking on their Facebook ads, making them lose money. Uh, but we've brought on JJ Peterson, who is chief of staff at a company called Story Brand. JJ, how the heck are you? Doing great, dude. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate you jumping and, uh, on. Go ahead. And now, and now, and now I have a beef to pick with you with your costing us money. But hey, you know what? If you're buying the book and putting it out there, I'm okay. <laughs> that's right. Okay. That's right. I've only clicked on a couple of Facebook ads, and I have shared the book with about 10 people. So uh, we're, we're probably yeah, even, Stephen. I click on them too sometimes just to make sure they're still working. So. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, I ran into these guys at a digital marketer conference in Los Angeles a couple months back, and um, loved Donald Miller, the CEO and author of, of the book. Um, what, what is that title of the book again? Yeah, it's uh, called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. And it, the subtitle is Clarify Your Message So Customers Will Listen. Yeah, it, it's again, if you haven't seen it, I've passed it around a dozen or so times. A fantastic read. Um, and as I kind of go on this journey of learning a little bit about this and um, understanding the importance of messaging and building your story, I wanted the audience to go through that as well. So we brought JJ on and wanted him to explain a little bit about himself and what they do. So JJ, probably not the best introduction you've ever had. Um, can you tell us just a little <laughs> bit about yourself and some of the things you guys do over at StoryBrand? Yeah, so my background really is in communication. I, my undergrad degree is in uh, public relations. My PhD that I'm wrapping up is in communication. I did public relations for a couple different nonprofits, international nonprofits for about 10 years. And then I ended up teaching communication at a couple different universities. And then um, I was living in LA at the time. And as it happens in LA, I sold a reality television show to a production company. And I had been kind of dabbling in television and film for a while, did some acting and writing. I directed a documentary in Ethiopia, and done a bunch of stuff with story in the film space and television space, and then just the practical side of teaching and doing communication. And I met Don, I met Donald Miller uh, when I, at, a, at an event, and I just sold the television show, and he said, and we were getting ready to pitch it to networks. And he said, why don't you come out to StoryBrand? This is really early on, maybe like the first or second workshop that they had done. And he said, what if you, you, you use the StoryBrand framework to brand your television show as you're pitching it to networks? Hmm. So I flew out to Nashville, and within about the first hour, um, I was a little mad that I had been doing this for 20 years and not figured this out, mm. that I had been trying to figure out how to like, you know, especially when you're in nonprofit world, you're asking people for money. And it feels like this thing where you're constantly, quote unquote, begging for money. And even I think in business, a lot of times we feel like, you know, every time we ask for the sale, we get a little sheepish because we're really trying to like, oh, you know, I feel bad asking for this. 
money from you and you feel like you have to be this, be this great salesperson. And that's just not me. I'm not a great, I would not call myself a great salesperson. I would not call myself a great fundraiser. And I found the story brand framework and I was like, are you kidding me? This yeah. I've been doing this and teaching this for 20 years. And so I, you know, again, as television works, you kind of have meetings and then it's sitting and wait for a couple months. And so in between, I started flying back to Nashville, just told Don, do you mind if I just keep coming and learning and then helping other people through the process? And, uh, and then ended up just kind of falling in love with the brand itself and then came on staff and started teaching this to companies around the world. And so part of my role has been for the past two years going in and spending two days with companies or having companies come to Nashville and spend two days with us here at our live workshops. And we just take them through story. We help them understand how story works, why story is important and how it works with our brains, then what actually makes up a good story. And we spend the majority of the time helping companies craft their own own personal story and what we call a brand script. And then we show them how to take that story and use it on their, on any messaging, whether it's sales calls, elevator pitches, websites, emails, keynotes, anything, it can work. And so that's really what's been my journey for the past couple of years is coming from the communication world and then discovering this gem (laughs) and, and then joining in this movement that I saw happening. Yeah, I mean that's great. I mean my story is not quite as uh, cool as yours, but I do feel like I'm I'm jumping on the bandwagon here, and um, I've been yeah. doing sales, you know, for 15 years, and um, you know, you hear about different things like elevator pitches and stuff like that, but even gal, just and I want to get into this in just a minute, but that four step process. To, to nail your one-liner and kind of how you guys talked about, yeah. you know, movie scripts, how they got to have the one-liner. And I'm just like, dang it. Um, I hadn't had anybody kind of explain it so simple. And I was just, uh, I literally actually created a competition. I was just at a big trade show event called Dreamforce. It's a big event for us, mm-hmm. the sales force. And I went around actually and started capturing. I said, hey, give me your your 30-second pitch. And I got it on video and we we had about 3,000 people vote for it, and I kind of brought you guys in. I'm like, hey, you know, this is what you want to be thinking about with pitches. And so I, I love some of these ideas, and I want to get into it in just a minute. But sounds like outside of work, you've yeah. done some really fun stuff. Um, um, you, you already <laughs> alluded to it a little bit, but I usually like to put people on the spot. Anything uh, else you want to mention uh, outside of work, crazy, embarrassing moments, et cetera? Um, <laughs> there are plenty. Um I would say one of the weirdest and unique things is that I was a dancer in a Missy Elliott music video. I know that podcasts, <laughs> podcasts are really built for people with bodies and looks like mine. Like I am short and stocky. Like imagine if you took Kevin James and just pushed him down about a foot and then you have, him. and uh, yeah, in Missy Elliott's music video, Chingaling, um, when I was doing acting, they uh, put they called my agent and asked for um, the quote unquote a fat guy who could dance, <laughs> and turns out that I fit that fit that uh, description very well. And so went in and auditioned and got the role and uh, was the was in the first. 3d music video that was ever made and it was it had a big premiere on trl and is that right my character 
I didn't know this. I went in and I basically compete. I'm, if you watch the video, I'm in it for about four seconds. Okay. But okay. it was like a six-hour shoot and everything. And and I compete against Missy Elliott in Dance Dance Revolution. And I um, went in thinking that was my role. Was <laughs> oh yeah, I'm the Dance Dance Revolution guy. And when I got on set, they said, "Oh, you're Fat Michael Jackson." <laughs> And so I spent the whole day with them on the radio, like going, Hey, could we get fat Michael Jackson in costume? Hey, could we get fat Michael Jackson? And that was my thing the whole day. They just kept calling me fat Michael Jackson. And there's a whole story behind it of where like, they weren't going to show my face. They just wanted to show my belly, which was a weird thing. And then (laughs) I ended up dancing for Missy and she loved it so much that she's like, Nope, we're showing his whole face. We're putting the whole thing on there. And, it was a really fun, that's probably one of like my funnest, like weirdest, strange adventures. That's was, weird, man. I got to admit that's, um, I mean, I've heard some, <laughs> I've heard some people say some weird stuff, on your but podcast before? no, yeah. I was just just... <laughs> <laughs> well, normally, you know, truthfully, um, I'll often call this one unique aspect, this kind of segment of the show. And so it does need to be unique. Uh-huh. I've, a couple times I've called out people and said, Hey, that's not that's not unique. You can't just say you played <laughs> soccer in high school. There's too many people who've done that. But you just took yeah. the trophy on uniqueness. Yeah. Um, well, um, fat Michael Jackson. All right, we got that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's awesome, man. I appreciate you sharing. As much as I'd like to continue uh-huh. on that, let's jump into the, the yeah. next portion. Um, Want to get Thank just you. your, your Thank you for <laughs> just your quick thoughts on this? Um, and you guys kind of own the space, but um, here, quick quick role play for. You know, I'm a sales leader. I I catch you in an elevator and um, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, hey, what do you got? What do you? And, you know, you say, oh, I'm from StoryBrand. And you're like, oh, I've heard of those guys. I love it. What's one piece of advice? I got three floors here. What's one piece of advice you give to an aspiring kind of sales leader or marketing leader? You got, you know, 20 seconds. What do you say? Yeah, I think the, the biggest mistake I see in a lot of brands and salespeople in particular is that they try to play the role of the hero in their story of their brand. Mm -hmm. And customers are not looking for another hero. They're looking for a guide. And so when you position yourself as the hero, you're actually competing against your customer's thinking. Mm -hmm. So when you position yourself as the guide, you are the Yoda to their Luke Skywalker. So you're trying to figure out how are you helping them become the Jedi they want to be? How are you helping discover their who? What's their aspirational identity? Who are they becoming? Because the characters are at, the hero is actually one of the weaker characters in a story. Yeah, they succeed and they fail and they're up and they're down and they're full of self doubt. Whereas the guide stays the same throughout the movie mm. and is the person who's been there, done that, won the day, and knows what it feels like to be going through these problems and transitions that the hero is doing. So if you can position yourself as the guide in the story of your brand compared to the hero you're going to win. Yeah, this is interesting. Um, and that's probably a good segue kind of into the, the main body here. Um, you guys are the experts in, you know, obviously let's just call it story, storytelling stories. Um, I want to just go real high level for a minute <clears throat> with this why statement yeah. or this why question, like, uh, um, why do I even need to be thinking about this as a sales or marketing or just a business leader? Is there, what, what, what yeah. is the why behind it? Well, I think, you know, everybody knows they need to tell a good story. Like that story is such a buzzword when it comes to 
marketing these days. And everybody's like, yeah, we need to tell a good story. We've got our story down. But the reality is most people don't actually know how to tell a good story because story is actually based in formula. The reason that all movies look and sound the same these days is because they are. <laughs> they're, they're built yeah. in a formula. There's a formula that actually says, at this minute, this needs to happen. At this minute, this needs to happen. And you can follow it along. Tommy Boy is the same movie as Star Wars. You just change out the characters and substitute Darth Vader for Rob Lowe, and you've got the same storyline. And that happens over and over. And so... It, what happens is people understand how story works just instinctively. We Humans do not necessarily think about story all the time, but they think in story and they understand how story works. And our brains are constantly looking for things that make sense. So in stories, you always know who the character is and what they are looking for, who, what they want out of life. You understand there are problems that get in the way of that. And a guide comes alongside to help them overcome those problems with a plan that ultimately results in success. But they also know that it could be tragic failure. That's every movie you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And our story, our brains just kind of understand and work on that pathway of understanding information. And our brain is always looking for two things, how to survive and how to thrive. And we're looking for information that helps us survive and thrive consistently. And when we don't see something that helps us survive or thrive, our brain actually tunes out because of another thing the brain is trying to do, which is conserve calories. That's part of survival and thriving is that your brain is trying to not burn calories so that if you and I are in a discussion about um, about your business and you start by telling me, um, you know what I say to you, you know, going back to the elevator pitch, I say to you, hey, what is it that you do? And you start by saying, oh, it's complicated. Well, you have just told me. One, that has nothing to do with my survival or thriving. And two, I'm going to have to burn a lot of calories to understand. (laughs) So I am tuning out because primally, if barbarians come over the hill and I've had to burn a lot of calories to figure out what you do, I might die. (laughs) I know it sounds a bit ridiculous, but that's actually how our brains work. So what happens with Companies, when they don't tell a good story that makes sense to people, that communicates how it helps the hero, the customer, survive and thrive, what happens is they tune out and they stop listening. And you think about this. We do this all the time. When you walk into – let's say you walk into a big meeting or even a small meeting. You're walking into a conference room for a meeting. Nine times out of ten, you have no idea how many chairs are in that room, but you know where the exits are. Mm-hmm. Always, almost whatever room you're in, you're not noticing immediately like how many window panes are in here, how many pens are on the table. We're not counting that. That's information that does not matter to our survival and thriving. But we always know where the exits are. So our brains are naturally doing this already. And when you position yourself as being complicated or make the story about you so they can't figure out how this you help them survive and thrive you as a company are positioning yourself as the chairs in the room and they're looking for the exit Mm. and that's why story is so important because story helps us tell it tell our message and our brand what our brand does in such a clear and concise 
precise way that people understand very quickly how it, it helps them survive and thrive and what they need to do to get it. Yeah. Um, God, you know, it feels like, um, uh, it's something that we know, you know, it's, as I hear you talk, I'm like, we, we know this and, and, and we kind of, we see it in, uh, movies. Um, and we, yeah. we, we, it's, it's like intuitively we kind of know it, but man, are we bad at communicating? I think of, I, I'm so glad you gave that example of it's complicated. I mean, one of the things I noticed the most, cause trade show floors you got to admit, right? It's like, you're getting the elevator pitch all the time. And I just yeah. start, I had just finished the book and I was, a lot of these concepts were kind of on my mind and I'm listening to these people and it was so funny. I literally got a dozen times. Well, it's complicated. And I'm like, Oh hell. Yeah. Oh no! Why is me crazy? Because I sit there and I go, "You are losing so much money. You're losing so much money in your business when you." Or the other thing, this is going back to positioning yourself as not as the guide and not the hero. Is you go, so what do you do? And they go, well, about twenty years ago, my dad started this company, and we've been doubling every year since. Oh my so goodness! Next Man, year, you we're nailed it. Really you nailed it. I was just yeah. going to go there. That was the second biggest. But I heard like, yeah. well, my dad bought this company a hundred years ago. And I'm like, oh no, oh no. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. 15 minutes later, you know, do you have a couple other common ones? Cause th- seriously, those two were the ones that came up the most. Is there other ones you feel like you yeah. get a lot of? Well, I think the other thing is people try to be too clever and one of the things we say at StoryBrand is clarity is the new creativity Yeah, because everybody is clever these days. So I've, one of the things that really annoys me is like, I'll go to say like a chamber of commerce meeting or something or someplace where there is a group of business people together. And I'll say, what do you do? And they start by saying, we help people achieve their dreams. And it's like, Oh okay, yeah, done. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, great. Yeah. Well, like, you know what happened? I kind of feel like, Oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just so excited. Go, oh, go ahead and finish. Saying, yeah, it's, it's just going. Oh, but tell me what you do. Oh, I'm a financial advisor. Okay. Now, okay. Now I can figure out. If you tell me achieving my dreams, it's too. Yeah. It's too confusing. It's too ambiguous. It's not clear enough. And you're trying to be cute, and I don't really want cute. I want to survive. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things I feel like has kind of pushed us more in that direction. And I say us. I think even our company kind of bought into this. We. Uh, did we have Simon Sinek? I think we had Simon Sinek even come speak at something, right? The guy who wrote the book, the why, the why I can't remember, but he's got the circle, the, the golden circle, and the book is around the why. You guys yeah, know yeah. what I'm talking about. Anyways, it, yeah. I love the YouTube video. I mean, if you if you don't have time to read his book, Simon Sinek, watch the YouTube video. It's like a 10-minute segment. It is very interesting, but he kind of gets into what makes great companies, and he said, you know, they it's not what you do. People don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it is kind of his line, and so... Um, and he goes through Apple and he says, you know, think differently. That's kind of their why statement. And um, it, 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 the, the, the concept resonates, but I feel like, and I'm not saying this is the whole problem, but I feel like a lot of companies have taken that, us included, and kind of said, hey, let's go to that fluff world, you know, and it's like, hey, um, you know, be good or something, or, you know, that's like our why statement. It's like, well, that doesn't that that's not what resonates with people. I almost feel like I've almost started to say like Simon Sinek's wrong. Like people don't buy why you do it. They buy what you do. You know, like you got to have a good what statement and maybe a vision to back that what statement. But I do feel like you can't just go too fluffy. I I think you're absolutely right. 
Yeah. So where I would contend with that a little bit of the Simon Sinek stuff is one, I, I, I would actually argue that they do buy what you do, but they buy what you do for them, mm. which becomes your why. Mm. Right. So like for me, companies that succeed are the companies that wake up every morning and are thinking about their customer success, not their success. So if you're thinking about your customer success and how your customer is going to survive and thrive and become who they want to be, then that is your why. But the best way to get that out there to help your customers is to communicate clearly what you do for them. Yeah. Interesting. So the why is there because, but in, in, I would say in our story framework, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's, it's really what we pull that bucket out of where is what we call aspirational identity. Okay. So in the same example I gave earlier of that, Luke Skywalker wants to be a Jedi. He wants to understand that he has what it takes. That's his aspirational identity. And it's Yoda and Obi-Wan's job to help him become that Jedi by pulling on their own experience and their own wins of helping other people do it as well. So there's the why of why you do business is to help your customers transform. And the way that you can help them transform the best is if you communicate so clearly and compellingly of what you do for them that they engage and you help them in that transformation. Yeah, yeah they can relate so, it to them. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and I, I understand what Simon Sinek is saying and all of that, but I, I contend with it a little bit. That for us, I would say at StoryBrand, our why, why we do what we do is because our entire goal is to help our customers succeed. Yeah, we really do try to play the guide for our customers hero Mm -hmm. and we give away a lot of stuff. Um, and we, we want to be a really generous brand because even if people don't buy from us, then we hope that they're getting better in business. They're making more sales. They're clarifying their message more clearly. And we've even had people who've downloaded our, like listened to our podcast and downloaded our free videos and then have come back and bought from us and said, we didn't actually need to buy this, but we felt so guilty that you had doubled our revenue that we thought we should. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good problem to have, man. That's a good problem. I agree. Is our why. Yeah. And that, that's a good way to kind of frame this. I want to, I want to shift just for a minute as we get kind of to the last piece here. Um, I don't want to give away too many trade secrets, but I um, I want to go I mean, just at a high level, um, this formula for storytelling. Um, can yeah. you kind of highlight that? I mean, you've, you've touched on it a little bit, but if you just took a step back and said, guys, look, if you're going to create a good story, here's some of the pieces of the puzzle that you want to have in play as people start to kind of try to create this in their own world. Yeah. Well, the, the framework is all in the book. So if any, if people pick up the book, building a story brand, then they'll be able to see it there as well in more detail. And we also do live workshops in Nashville where people can come and spend two days with yep. us and you yep. can find that at storybrand.com. But just to give kind of, and that's where we go really more in depth. But the big thing that I want people to understand, I think about this is that when we are teaching people about story, what we're teaching them is how to tell any story they want to tell when it comes to their brand. 
So whether you're doing a sales call, whether you're creating a brochure, sending out an email, making a video, even a testimonial video, there is a formula to it. And there is a way to tell stories. So a lot of people try to get caught up in, but I need to say the exact right words. And we need to, you know, we need to pick that one word for our tagline. That's going to change everything. And it's like, that will help, but what will help more is that you tell story in an order that people understand and make sense. So there are for us, there's a guiding principle in all of it. And that is that your customer is desiring to change. They are longing to change and become something new. And that might be just more confident, more secure, um, strong, bold, adventurous. There's some kind of identity that they're longing for. And that really drives every, the whole story. So if, identifying that is a big key is who does your customer want to be? Then what you do after you decide that is position yourself along their journey as their guide. So identifying first in all good stories, you know, within the first few minutes, what the character wants. So Jason Bourne wants to be, uh, wants to figure out who he is, wants to know who he is and how he got these skills. Liam Neeson wants to get his daughter back. Um, Katniss wants to win the Hunger Games. We know very early on what needs to happen before what the customer took, what for what the hero wants in the story. And it's very clear. And there's not 20 things that they want. That's a big mistake a lot of brands make is they, in their messaging, go, well, our customers want 20 different things. Well, you're right. They do. You can't communicate 20 different things. Yeah. You have to communicate one, maybe two, yeah. in order to get them engaged. Because if you're a plumber and you go in and you're an amazing plumber and somebody says, hey, I love this. You know, I love what you did here. Um, can I get your card? And you hand them your card and you go, oh, by the way, I'm also a caterer. Well, now I have no place in my brain for this person. Are they a plumber? Are they a caterer? I'm not calling them for either. Yeah. So essentially brands make a huge mistake by trying to communicate too many things. You can still do all those things for your customer, but you're looking for what is it they primarily want. Then as you go through a story in a movie is within the story really begins when a problem arises that your, your um, hero has to want something, but there is something that gets in the way of that. And there is a problem that comes up that gets in the way. And so we identify what is the problem your company ultimately solves. Mm. Then they meet a guide. They can't solve the problem themselves. So a guide comes in and helps them and gives them a plan to win the day. There's a moment where they are called to action. And we know throughout the entire movie, that this can either result in really great things or it can result in failure and tragedy. Mm. And so that's really the seven, if you're writing a screenplay, there's, you know, say 37 different plot points you need to hit along the way. But for the purpose of branding, we really say in all good stories, there are these primary seven elements that are all driven by customer transformation. And when you can establish and walk through all of those and identify them, then you're going to tell a clear story and invite your customer into a story that really they're already living. You're just positioning yourself along that path as the guide who's going to help them get there. I love it. I love it, man. Gal, that is so, uh, and the great, the the thing that I think really helps your guys's case is 
when you're able to weave in these things like we know, like you said, the Liam Neeson or the Tommy Boy. Or the, I mean, we all know movies and we can kind of see this and it it, it illustrates it yeah. in a way that you're like, oh, yeah, I totally get it. It's interesting. And I, and I know we won't get into this at the moment, but that problem, you mentioned it right at the beginning of putting yourself as the guide, not as the hero, but helping them identify the problem and yeah. playing that guide. Oof, it seems like that's something... That would probably take a little bit of you got to work work through that a little bit. Well, one other question, yeah. um, JJ, um, that but just because I loved it so much, uh, I mentioned this at the first, and then we'll kind of bring this to a close. But any quick thought? The the one liner, the kind of the, the statement you do in the formula in the book that that Donald walks through, where you, you know you make sure you kind of identify the character, the problem, and you kind of had that four step process, but. Any um, yeah. any any piece of advice or thought you could leave on? We got so many salespeople and elevator pitches. So many we use it so often. Quick quick leave behind on good solid elevator or thirty second kind of one liners. Yeah. So what we teach people is that um, you always want to start with a problem in your elevator pitch, and this is very unnatural just even from somebody who teaches this and who has to try to practice it all the time is that you, most people, when you say, what do you do? You start with, well, we do marketing and branding, but when you start with a problem, so our elevator pitch is really after you identify the character, there's three things you need to include in there: problem solution and success. And, and so it needs to really include those three things when you're pitching it. And so you want to identify Um, what is the problem that your company fixes that people would be drawn to? So instead of saying something along the lines of, you know, we do marketing and branding, we start by saying, you know, so many companies these days have a hard time communicating what they do and they're being beat by inferior products. Now that's a little bit long, but it actually establishes a, a, a problem right off the bat that people will go, yes, there are people beating me and I'm better than them. So you just start with that and then you say the solution. So at StoryBrand, we've created a framework that actually helps people clarify their message so that they tell a compelling story. Now there's the solution. But then the key kicker is the end, the success, so that their companies grow and they dominate the marketplace. Yeah, yeah. So what I just told you was a really long version (laughs) of that, but, um, you know, ours, our, our, uh, one liner, our elevator pitch for story brand is just really simply most business leaders struggle to what they, I'm sorry, let me pause for a sec. So our one liner at StoryBrand is actually most business leaders struggle to talk about what they do. At StoryBrand, we've created a communication framework that helps people clarify their message so their business starts growing again. Mm, I like it. And when you're creating that also, a lot of times when people, one of the other big mistakes people make is when they're creating their one liner, they go into, they write it out and they, um, they start writing in prose. So they say some things like, you know, the our CRM platform that da da da, and it's like no, those those are words you probably shouldn't be using at a cocktail party. Mm. So don't use them in your wine. Yeah, right? yeah. They start to they get really their their lingo people. in there. The super basic, yeah. like what is it? You know, it's funny. I went through this exercise. Um, I lo- I loved this this kind of approach, and so I went through it, um, and I saw it actually 
Donald, I think he, I, I, I'm totally, I'm ripping you guys off now, Cal. I feel bad, but <laughs> this is why, this is why I feel like I'm like, I gotta, I gotta pay them back. I think I'm one of those guys. Um, so I'm going to, to Donald's, you know, he, on his LinkedIn, he says, I help companies clarify their message. So customers engage, um, that's on his LinkedIn headline picture, you know? Um, and I was like, boom, yeah. boom, you know, I'm like, good for you. Like in one line, right on your LinkedIn, no questions asked is what you do. So if you're wondering, if you go to Gabe Larson's LinkedIn, um, my profile's looking a little bit like Donald's, you know, I said, I help salespeople <laughs> use data to sell more. Um, don't tell Donald, I totally knocked that off, uh, JJ, but, um, oh, I steal from you all the times. Um, <laughs> the simplicity, the though, it's fantastic. Really honest truth. Yeah, this is the, the honest truth about this, and this is what's crazy. Is So I travel a lot, and I travel and go help companies do this. Like, I spend two days with them. And when I'm at the airport, and I am exhausted, and I'm tired, and somebody comes up to me and says, what do you do? I, I am hesitant to say the actual one-liner. Yeah. Because I know when I do, people are going to engage. <laughs> and so I, awesome. I will just say, you know, um, I do marketing and branding and people are bored by that. <laughs> You're like, you know, leave, me a billion, leave me alone. Yeah. And so, and what's funny is from our podcast or the book, like you, let's say you saw me wearing a story brand shirt and you just came up to me and you're like, so what do you do? And I say marketing and branding. I've had people go, Hey, hold on. That is not what you said in the book. <laughs> or the podcast. And I'm like, <laughs> that's awesome. And then I'll quote it up, Business leaders struggle to talk about what they do. Yes. The story brand, blah, 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 you know? yes that's, because when that's I, awesome. when you frame it that way, people want to engage and they start talking to you. It's, it's kind of, it's this magic little thing that, get, that gets you, gets you business well, because, it, and here's why I just, thing about it is that so if i say to you like let's say we're we're at a party or something i go man i've got a headache what what do you offer me as a solution to that as my friend yeah yeah what do you what do you, you know tell me like what would you say to me i'm like oh i have a headache do you have anything and what would you say yeah if i had a tylenol i'd be like yeah i've got a tylenol exactly. in the in the cupboard let me grab it it'll it'll, it'll solve your headache it'll yeah, relieve so, the problem exactly so you you have a brand name whether it's tylenol aspirin but if i said to you um hey man whatever we just that shrimp i just ate is not sitting well in my stomach i feel like i'm getting indigestion what would you offer me uh, Pepto Bismol. Pepto Bismol. Does that do yeah. that? Is that Harper? Pepto Bismol. Yeah, Pepto Tums. Tums. So yeah. you have you have a brand at the ready. When I say a problem that I have, you if I said I have a stomachache, you don't say to me, "Oh, you should take some Tylenol." You have Pepto or you have Tums. If I have a headache, you don't mm. offer me Pepto. Yep. We file brands in our brains by the problems that they solve, not by the brand name. So when you position your brand as solving a problem and you quote that problem in your one-liner by starting out and saying, you know, for, for mortgage brokers, they spent, they waste so much time in their marketing that they can't close as many deals as they want. At our company, we help mortgage brokers automate their marketing so that they can double the amount of deals they do in a year. Yeah. That's, that's not me. I just made up that company. Right. But when you start with that, anybody who knows a mortgage broker or a loan originator is going to go, hey, they need to talk to you because you're positioning you as the aspirin or Tylenol to their headache. Yeah. 
So that's why this works so well is we don't file companies by their branding. We file them in our brain by the problems that they solve. Mm. So you have to talk about that when you describe what you do. Yeah. Wow. I love it, man. Again, you've only reiterated the reason I think I've been following you guys. I think you got a great, you got something great. I love the (laughs) niche, right? To your point, you're not trying to solve a million things. You know, you're going right to, I think, where you guys are experts. And uh, you're certainly, as as I think of stories, I I do think of StoryBrand. So JJ, if someone wanted to get a hold of you or learn a little bit more about StoryBrand, any advice on where they should go? Yeah, StoryBrand.com. Um, is where we talk a little bit about the workshops that we do. Also, you can go to five minute marketing makeover.com and you can either spell or use the number five, but five minute marketing makeover.com. And there's three videos that you can get and download that will kind of walk you through some of the things that you can do right now to start improving your marketing and telling a better story. Oh man, you guys, five minute marketing makeover. Um, Genius. I mean, you want to talk about funnel genius, five minute marketing makeover. It's, uh, I forgot about that one. I mean, you guys have probably got millions of leads off that. Um, it's just a beautiful, beautifully designed, great funnel. Um, seriously, if you haven't, if you're looking for good funnel ideas, um, or you're looking to just kind of get, get, take one more step on this journey of messaging and stories, Five-Minute Marketing Makeover. Brilliant. JJ, thanks so much for joining. Great talk track for our audience. Uh, Remember, success is just one play away.